0: This is Phil with the Tech After Five podcast. And uh, we are answering your questions this week. One of the big ones I got is, is Zoom safe? So uh, I brought in uh, a panel of folks who are using Zoom all the time to find out uh, whether we've got some ideas about that or not and what should we be doing. So we're going to do all of that. We're going to talk about some other things that we have learned this week as we have navigated this crisis with you. And then we're going to talk uh, about, uh, you know, What good have we done? So uh, stick with us. I have got with me, as always, my pal, Scott Pfeiffer. Scott, with a brand new haircut and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Welcome aboard, friend.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here, Phil. Yeah, yeah, This is the, uh, you couldn't get a haircut during Corona time. I can't cut my own hair, so it all comes off. So it's just, um,
0: I mean, you just shaved off every bit of that. It's just poof. That's it.
1: Clean, clean. Yeah. And due to user complaints, I have moved my broadcast venue out of the office where I'm horribly backlit and into the main room where you can see me in all my glory. Unfortunately,
0: I'm just going to say, I think you're looking good. And I like the lighting. I like the background. I like the little tapestry thing you've got going on on the wall. So, I mean, you know, as a thing, this is a, I feel like we're seeing you in glory. This is good. Yeah, I,
1: like I said before, I've got a face that was made for radio. Uh, yeah,
0: well, you know, people are watching this anyway, so I don't know what to say about that. But uh, I am I am glad to see you fully lit out of uh, whatever. It, it, you were like this, some spy movie before, you know, lurking in the shadows before. So uh, not the spy anymore. You're uh, here with us in uh, full person. Glad to have you. All right. And uh, Carol Hamilton at her undisclosed location. Yes. Welcome back, friend. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here. Yeah. Now you know, I'm. My thing is, I got to think about now. I should be. I should be taking notes. Is that the same picture that Carol had on the wall behind her last week, or, <laughs> or the last time we talked? I can. I can never know. So um, I don't know if there's something in that for
2: us. Is there a secret message hiding behind your head? It for says. Us today? speak in such a way that others love to listen to you and listen in such a way that others love to speak to you. It's a Zig Ziglar comment that I just think is a really good reminder that it's all about the exchange. So, you know, my shtick is communications. It makes sense I would have that.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. um, You know, to me, uh, that's sort of a, a Let, let's just be nice. Be nice if we can figure out how to be nice. And uh, that way people will want to spend some time with us, and that will uh, pay off. But uh, thank the you. time. For, yeah, thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I am uh, – our question is, should we be using Zoom? There's an article out. There have been a ton of things where people are concerned about some of the security issues surrounding Zoom. Um, I don't know, crowd, what do we think? I mean, here's the thing. It certainly has jumped really quickly, right? I mean, I to say that I know that um, Scott has said that he's using a bunch of different tools to talk to people. I am not. I am almost exclusively using Zoom. I mean, just a little bit of Hangouts and mostly Zoom. I'm not doing Teams. I have friends who are doing Teams. Um, But uh, this is the one we're on. And so, you know, the questions are, you know, is it secure? can it be hacked? And uh, should we be doing something about it? Scott, I mean, you've read the same stuff that I have read. Uh, What do you think about this thing? Is it, um, is this a safe platform or what are, what should our concerns be?
1: You know, I think the reporting is that Zoom is not in fact end to end encrypted as maybe they've led people to believe they are. And People can do things like Zoom bomb into your conversation or perhaps intercept the feed. Maybe they can even go grab your email address and a picture of you and pretend to be you, which is, I think, the one that I would worry about the most. That's sort of like phishing. So, yeah, it it may not be completely (laughs) secure, but unless you're a member of the president's top secret COVID response team talking about super secret stuff. I'm not sure how much we should worry about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's Carol, I see you. Sounds like you want to weigh in on this.
2: Well, my thought is, really? They're doing it for, I mean, was anybody thinking that you would use Zoom for that kind of thing? I mean, you know, without triple checking, I would just sort of like to think that there is a whole, plethora of people a team if you will who would say why would we hop on the most used platform without having its own without having it you know creating one buying one doing something that's really own from from cover to cover so I'm really surprised that, that that particular part of the argument came up but I'm not surprised that we're all talking about it because of the amazing increase I just got off the phone with a client whose virtual impact um calls went up 184% in the second week in March. And so we're all going somewhere. Now in their case, they're not using Zoom, but they're they're just like the next client who is, or like me who is using Zoom for my business predominantly.
0: So let's answer the question for our audience right first, which is to say, okay, is Zoom completely secure? Now that's the kind of thing that uh, Scott brought up here in the first part. So, you know, they claim the the claim is end-to-end encryption. That if it turns out that's not entirely true, right? So they encrypting they're encrypting end-to-end the call setup, but things like the video that's being flung back and forth is not end-to-end encrypted because that's just gonna require too much processing power at the moment, right? So Uh, so that part might be a thing that we got to think about. All right. So I'm not, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm on signal, for example, for you, you know, if we're communicating via signal, we know that, you know, that can't be intercepted, uh, you know, unless you're somehow figure out how to impersonate my phone all the way down to the phone. Right. But that's not going to be intercepted, et cetera. Uh, And uh, the other thing is about this that we noticed that, uh, you know, Zoom in the beginning, you know, the thing we love about Zoom, the reason so many people are using it is it's easy, right? It's, I mean, it's a link and it's a pop and I can do it on my phone. I can do it on my tablet. I can do it on a web browser, right? I don't, you know, I've heard people say, well, I don't have to load anything on my computer. Well, maybe you do and maybe you don't. But the fact is to get this done, you don't have to load something on it. You can do this inside the browser. So, That has been to the point where, and of course, the Zoom call IDs were just, uh, I think they're 10 digits, but it's just a short number. And there were people out there like guessing them and jumping in and, Zoom bombing people, right? So Zoom has now made it the default that when you set up a call that it also attaches a password with the call as well. So that's another 10 digits or whatever you want to do on it. So I'm using the password for all of mine, but one of the, for one of the reasons is I don't want the Zoom bombing, right? I don't want Some cat taking the link and sticking it out on a Twitter feed with 80,000 people on it and then just having folks show up because I've had friends do that. And they said the trolls showed up immediately. um, Absolutely Mm -hmm. immediately. They did, it on their, uh, they did it on their Twitter feed thinking, you know, it's kind of funny, right? You're out on Twitter and you think, oh, I'm just a bunch of my friends. I mean, I don't know why you would think that, but let's just imagine for a moment you had the fantasy that you had only noble actors in your Twitter following, right? And you click that thing out there and then poof, you know, you might end up with cool cats and you might end up with folks that uh, are just there because they love to tear it down.
2: It just saddens me that we have to block ourselves from those folks. I just want them to have something else to do, but i I hear you. so I, I Scott, what are you thinking?
1: <laughs> Pass this buck. you know, I, I'm not too terribly worried about getting Zoom bombed uh, on my calls, but you know, I'm not trying to do big, open to the public Twitter announced calls. I'm just doing. Calls with Phil and one-on-ones with various uh, clients and virtual happy hours, that kind of thing. Uh, And there are things you can do if you do get uh, Zoom bombed to to take care of that problem. Uh, There's some settings that we should probably talk about that you should think about turning on or turning off. Like Phil talked about the password protection. I think that's a good one. It's an option that you can turn on or off with every with every invitation you send. Right. So the things, you know, the things I worry about the most are, um, someone impersonating someone, you know, sending an invitation out as me, for example, to somebody, but you would hope you would rec you know, that you're, you're zooming with people. You recognize their voice well enough that you're not going to be fooled by that. And, yeah. Uh, and I wonder with this ability to steal video streams, if we're going to end up at some point with a bunch of hijacked porn. Uh, Cause that's, yeah. that's what they, that's, that's what it is, man. And that's what, <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Who's going to hijack a video of me talking about the payroll protection plan loan with my client. That's not right. what you're trying to find.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're in some weird times. Let's talk about some of the things that, um, that you ought to be doing, right? So you should be setting up your calls with passwords. Um, I did start there. The other one that comes real quick to me um, is that uh, I have, for all the places where I care about who is there, I am at a minimum not allowing telephone audio to come in so that folks can't just come in sort of almost anonymously by calling into one of those numbers, right? So I've turned that feature off as well. Um, Scott, I think you you said something. I forgot what it was. There was another point you had.
1: You know, there's a setting. um, Obviously, if you're the moderator, somebody tries to Zoom bomb in, you're going to want to kick them out. And there's a setting that says don't allow people that have been kicked out to get back in. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that's automatically checked. So you should go find if Zoom bombing, something you're concerned about, you should go find that setting. That way, at least if somebody comes in that you don't want – when you kick them out, they can't continue to try to come back into your uh, into your uh, conference.
0: Great. Uh, also, on the uh, participant management side, you can lock the room once you have the folks in it you wanted, right? So if I were concerned for any reason, like, you know, the three of us were getting together, and we're recording a podcast. And let's say I was using some link that I thought was a little less secure. I thought other people might have it and just poke poke in on me, I can lock the room while we're talking, basically close the door, and that way just keeps the three of us in, no one else gets in or out. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you can't get out. You can't even turn it off. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> you know,
1: that's a good idea. You know, I have one client that uses Go Meeting, and so his, his dial-in information never changes. It's GoToMeet.me slash his name, right? Well, it's always the same. Uh, But that feature is enabled. So if I was to go right now and try to jump in and and just go to that address where I go when I have an appointment with him, it'll say there's another meeting in progress that you're not invited to um, go away. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And Zoom actually has that uh, waiting room capacity, too, so that you can have people who are on their way to that next meeting not be let in. So your meeting is locked, but they still get to hang out like that five minutes before. So then you're not throwing people out and then risking losing them because that's not great either.
1: I I like that feature. Yeah, it's a good
2: one.
0: Yeah, I've turned that on for some meetings. And uh, so and this, by the way, is also my advice to people who are using Zoom and are just kind of getting up on it, right? They're f- a future professional Zoomer or, pr- or future pro-level Zoomer. Um, but one of the things is you see features you don't quite understand, play with them in some low-stakes group, three or four people, try to figure that out. So I did one of those the other day where I did the admit from the waiting room and that was kind of cool so i was in a room i was talking to some people and i could see essentially there were three people standing outside my door that i intended to let in i could check their id so to speak i knew who they were and i said yep 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 let those cats in and poof they joined the conversation that worked out really well
2: yeah Uh, they're doing a really nice webinar right now um it's free it's a tutorial and they're they're aiming it towards schools but they're then they show you all these breakout rooms and these things like you kick a kid out of class, he can't just come back in exactly I mean they all the things they need for crowd management with kids are the things that they're demonstrating, which doesn't address the security issues but at least tells you what the bells and whistles are
0: Right. yeah, I think that's it I mean, I think they've done a nice job, and i'm I, it's it's so easy, and lots of people are using it. Again, some sec- who are interested in the security, they're trying to figure out other things to use. So we know that there's tools out there like Google Hangouts. I mean, that's a different set of that's a different kettle of fish, right? Typically, that's a paid program. You're using that because you're a G Suite subscriber. It as uh, a tool, quite frankly, it tends to work really well, and they have opened up some features that would that are very uh, Zoom like. That are available for free to your G Suite account users uh, through the end of May, I think, or end of April. So it must be one of these, somewhere in a couple months. But basically they're letting you do a lot of things that you might have done on Zoom, doing it on G Suite for free.
2: So that's WebEx doing. says it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, WebEx has a, a similar um, – when you go on for free, you don't get – there's no breakout rooms, there's no whiteboards, that kind of thing. But if you're willing to pay, they've got a few, quite a few of the Zoom things. I will tell you just from a user aspect, though, I think Zoom is so easy. And it's easier to figure out. They all seem to – once you get the sense of it, you can do them, but Zoom just feels like it's instant user-friendly. And I think that that makes it stand out above the crowd.
0: Well, a, I mean, I completely agree. That's the issue. They, you know, these guys started out with the idea of video conferencing is too hard. How do we make it easier? And I think they've gotten that part really good. But what we know is about anything, we can make structural decisions early on, which are really hard to roll back, right? right. I mean, a, you know, an example, email, free and non-identified, right? That just means that anybody can email anybody and and you have no idea who the person is on the other side, if they're really who they said they are, right? There's no true user authentication. And that was a structural design thing at the beginning. It's like, oh, we're all noble actors. We're all, gonna, you know, we <laughs> want to be able to mail, email anybody. We want the internet wants <laughs> to be free. Well, if you make it free, then there is somebody out there who's going to figure out how to use it for something other than what you intended, right? Yes,
2: yes. And somebody might actually figure out that your email without knowing from you is actually your name dot your last name at the company you work at, yeah, not a lot of encryption in that <laughs> right, and almost
0: nothing to keep that from happening so right. anyway we we're um so we've talked about some of the professional alternatives I'm kind of curious if anybody has um you know if you're using other things either to conference or bring a few people together, other messaging things in this moment, um, are you doing something else, Scott? You guys, I think you're using some other platforms.
1: Yeah, I think just about everybody that I deal with uses a different um, service. So, is go to meeting, blue jeans, zoom, um, free conference call. There's a bunch of them, uh, but I think they're all. Everybody's using one or another of the free, uh, at least free on the entry-level platforms. And, you know, I've read this article about Zoom specifically and its security issues, but I'm not sure whether any of the other ones are any different. I just don't know.
0: Great.
2: That's what I was wondering because I had someone send me that article or one of the articles similar to what you pulled up. And they said, what should we do? What should we do? And I said, find something better. And I don't know what that answer is because I'm not – I don't know who – or if this is just a Zoom hunt or if they're all having this issue. Yeah. Now,
0: so I think that it uh, pays to be a little – interested, you know, make sure the kinds of stuff that you've got going on, be careful of what's going on in the room. I have uh, been careful about who gets credentials for stuff we're doing again, not that it's super secure, but it's just like, it would be really inconvenient to have some knucklehead come in and spit something out that's stupid in the middle of doing something. Right. Scott.
1: Yeah. You know, Phil, I will say one of my customers is a consultant that does this sort of thing for other people and they use a Ring Central uh, product, which I think is a paid platform. One would expect it would have better uh, security, but I, I don't know that for a fact. But I that's probably true. Yeah. I, I so Carol, the, f- the point Carol made earlier was if, if you, or maybe it was you made it, if you use something that's free, it's free.
0: Right. Yeah, you're the product. And I get that. I mean, the thing is, I don't know how many people are using the free level of Zoom. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of them, right? But you know, if you want it more than it 30 or 40 minutes, or you want more than three people, you got to bump it up anyway. So I mean, I think that you're going to be doing that.
2: But that's the interesting part. And I think that you're raising a question I want to get answered, which is just because you're paying doesn't mean you're buying security, right? You're buying bells and whistles, but I'm not sure you're buying security. And so And I don't think that I'm not picking on Zoom. I think that's true of all of them. I'd be interested to know, do you buy security or do you have to go to the level that Scott's talking about? Yeah. Interesting. I, don't, I don't know that either,
0: but I think it's a thing that's worth thinking about and yeah. deciding. You know, if I were having, if I really needed secure conversations with people today, I'd probably be doing that over Signal. That's one of those things. That, I mean, now, if you're all Apple, that's good. You could be using FaceTime. We know that that's end to end encrypted, et cetera, right? We trust those cats. If I'm trying to do this multi platform and it's super important to me, then I'm going to use something like Signal. I mean, I know there are others, they're various levels that I don't trust them, but if I really, really care, and for those, I always use Signal because that's the way I know that it works, and I know that I'm encrypted end-to-end, and I can check all that stuff out, and the source code is open, right? We're big, we're fans of it for that purpose, so I think that's good. Anyway, I want to put this to bed unless you guys had some other thoughts on it, but I think you should probably, you know, if you're using Zoom, um, don't assume that everything on here is Super private, but uh, it's super convenient, and just kind of understand there's some trade offs when you're doing that, right? Yeah, all right, good. So, uh, what have we learned this week? Cool things that are going on inside our worlds or interactions. We have the customer. The world has changed, right? I mean, if nothing else, we've seen in the state of South Carolina since we talked last that uh, we are now on a non-essential business. Uh, where basically, all non-essential businesses are closed. Now, I don't know exactly what that is mean. What that means, but like many others, I went around on April first and marked myself non-essential. Because uh, that is the message I've been receiving from my family. So I, I am pretty sure it's, I'm not essential. Uh, Carol Hamilton, tell me uh, what's going on in your world this week. What have you learned from your clients? And
2: You know, I, I didn't realize how much I've been flailing about. That you know, when when the news came that people weren't traveling anymore, my world just went on on brick wall. And I didn't really fully understand the impact of that until 437 this morning. And at 437, I I bolt sat up, sat up bolt in bed and went, I get it. This is what's happened. And I think a lot of this came out of a conversation you and I had about catastrophizing things. And the sense was, your business has completely evaporated in in a heartbeat. The world must have ended. And at 4.37, I woke up and I went, the world did not end in any way. My delivery path of my service has shifted. That needs to change and that needed to change, which is what I've been doing. My relationship to my customers has changed because I'm not physically there, which means I'm not shaking hands, I'm not hugging, I'm not eye contact. But the core of my business is communications, and that hasn't moved an inch unless I decide to bomb it myself. But I don't need to do that. There is an essential The property of who I am and what I offer in this world. And if I just stop flailing about, I can float and I can just be, and I can let people know this is where you find me. And I can bring the people to me who want that service because that doesn't have to change. And it, it felt like something just amazing cleared that all this struggling, Oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? Just, left and it became this peaceful place of I know what center is and now I know there's two things I need to address. The delivery path has changed and the relationship path has changed. It was an amazing moment. And I appreciate having a place to tell the story because I at that moment when it cleared is when it told me how stressed out I had gotten.
0: Oh, there's just no doubt about it, right? I mean and, you know we, we tell this tale from time to time, but I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I know it's for you, it's for me, I see the same thing. But we are you know like that story of the dog walking alongside the cart and we're on a leash and if we fight the cart all we get is a sore neck and a horse throat and all of that, and our you know our claws into the dirt and it just feels terrible but this is a let go or be dragged moment right i mean we have yeah. to just decide that this is where the cart is going and as long as we can follow along with the cart we get some freedom in it but uh, if we sit and fight it all the time we're just going to be in trouble
2: yeah, and it's exhausting, and it's and not exhausting. terribly useful. <laughs> right? <laughs> it yeah. is a non-essential activity. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, it is all. It is all of those things. I mean, I just you find yourself going to bed at night. It's like I am beat up. What did you? Do? I don't know. I didn't leave the house. You know how right. did that happen?
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah. How about you, Scott? Anything this week you've come across?
1: This week for me has been a whole lot of trying to help uh, customers figure out all these different uh, bailout packages or um, deals, loans, forgiveness loans. Uh, There's the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program through the SBA. There's the Payroll Protection Loan Program that's through your commercial bank. There's the ability to defer your payroll taxes. There's all kinds of different programs. They're administered by different people. The SBA is being completely opaque about what's going on. Um, I'm dealing with five different banks for different customers. Every one of them has a different opinion about what's needed. Um, It's been a mess.
0: Yeah. I mean, so are there any general learnings for you? I mean, other than, oh my God, this is way more complicated than it needs to be, which is good. It's created a spot for guys like you to help people navigate it, but it's all new to everybody, right? Uh, Any general learnings, any general advice that you think you've got that you can help other people with?
1: Well, um, I think the best advice is, you know, these things are changing as they're implementing them because nobody was really prepared. We didn't have a plan to deal with a pandemic. And they're making it up as they go along. I think some of their initial ideas about how to do this were, well, we'll do it just the way we've always done it. We'll gather all the information we need to process a regular loan and we'll just have it be a different loan. But you could tell early on when they started asking for those kinds of things that they were just gonna bury them. So there's no way they were gonna be able to process the volume. And over the week, sort of the here's what we need is narrowed and narrowed and narrowed and narrowed. I think we're getting to the point where a lot of the banks are starting to get to where, okay, we have kind of a consensus on what's needed, but it's been a a moving target. But sometimes what you do with one package affects what you can do with another. So you really need to be talking to your accountant and your commercial banker and getting some good advice uh, as you go through these things. Hopefully next week we'll see things sort of solidify and maybe they'll even start funding some of these because I know a lot of companies are in a lot of uh, hurt and need some cash. So
0: yeah. yeah. yeah, So for the people you're talking to, is that what it is? It's immediate cash needs kind of driving them to this or what, what makes them say, I need to get this ramped up?
1: How immediate their cash need is depends on the business and what kind of direct threat uh, they've got maybe from the government or what kind of supply or demand side threats they're dealing with. So, some of them are in pretty good shape, but want to get the cash now while it's available so they can extend their runway because nobody knows how long this is going to go. Right. And some of them, they need to make payroll right now because they've been largely shut down. Great. Right. Um, you know, they don't want to have to fire all their people, they'd rather be able to keep them employed for two and a half months. And to do that, they need some help from the government to offset some of these costs. So it's different for everybody, but, um, all of them are exploring one or more of these programs. Yeah. I mostly have just facilitated getting the information from the banker to the client, getting information from the client to the banker. Cause you know, the clients are super busy trying to do everything else. And I, I'm just a conduit really.
0: Great. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, well, I guess if, uh, I don't know if there's any extra Scott left over if someone else needed that help. I don't know if you're uh, taking on those kinds of folks, but I think that's good advice. Get a hold of your commercial banker. Get a hold of your accountant and see. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't have imagined it. It's full employment for accountant season.
1: Well, I tried <laughs> to ask uh, Matt Holquist a question uh, yeah. on Thursday, and he's like, "No, I can't answer that question until next week." <laughs> Leave wow. me. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like okay, that's fair. Uh, But, you know, these these commercial bankers, they're doing a really good job. They're really trying hard to get the information from the SBA and Treasury, which is changing every hour and get it digested and passed along to their customers. And um, so if you're a business and you think one of these loans might be for you, you really do need to be talking to your banker uh, and hopefully he can steer you down the right path.
2: And Scott, yeah. you're noticing the SBA loans, even for the little guys, are really shifting beneath our feet too, right?
1: <clears throat> it again.
2: seems like one a rule comes out today and then next week they've changed the parameters and now you're just going to get the money and now you get three times your monthly revenues and it seems like it's it's just a moving target.
1: It is. And the newest version of it as of right now is you go on, you put very little information into the SBA basically your annual revenues and your annual cost of goods sold last year. And they give you a number and say, you'll get an email. And <laughs> I don't know, none of the people that I'm working with have gotten that email yet. So <laughs>
2: it's I don't know what's it's in the mail.
0: <laughs> wow. What a, pl- what a time to be in. All right. I know we've got uh, other things we've got going on and we want to wrap this thing up, but I wanted to get to uh, ask each one of you, um, you know, What's, uh, what's good in your world? Either what good have you done or what good has happened to you this week you didn't see coming or you'd just like to share? I'm going to start with uh, Carol. Carol, how's that uh, working out for you?
2: Um, you know, there's a, there's a good part of this, which is that I try to look and see where I can have the most value. And I have a number of, of clients who've already had to go through some serious layoffs. And they've been great clients and their their employees have been amazing clients. And so I've put together a customized short spurts on how to move forward, how to do interviews specific to that culture. There's some cultures where people just take too much of it with them. Anyway, I don't want to get into the details of it, but I've done a lot of pro bono work around that, trying to help those folks as they go into that next stage. And I feel really good about that participation in this whole process as people are going through these massive shifts. That's my story. Good. Scott, how about you, friend?
1: You know, I think as far as good, it's my highest and best use is just as a listener. Trying to help my friends and clients and people like that just unload a little bit, listen to them, help where I can, give advice where I can. But uh, different people are dealing with this in different ways. Yeah. And try to meet them where they are
0: right and that's that's really that bit and try to help them bridge to a safe spot if there's a spot for them on that well yep. i am i'm you know glad to have you as part of that for me too you know um i was uh one of the things that i got to do this week was uh for do our first virtual tech after 5 so we had virtual tech after 5 in charleston south carolina and uh that worked brilliantly. So we had 20-some people on the call. Um, we did it in Zoom rooms, but or did it in Zoom. And then we did breakout sessions with them, uh, everything. I mean, when when we came back, they were super happy to have it. So not only are people getting that good of seeing other people face-to-face when they're kind of stuck being at home, but they're actually making deals and connections in the room. I mean, that is super clear. I've already, from multiple things I've done this past week, had multiple people come back to me and say, I made a connection there. I really needed to make, I'm going to be able to do that guy some good or gal some good. And uh, there's business to be done with folks that I'm talking to. So I think that's been a really good thing. I'm super happy with what's uh, gone on there this week.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited that that went well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. I heard some good buzz on that, not from you or any, either of you, but somebody else that I know that was connected to that and congratulations. Yeah. So, we're um we're happy with what we're going to be or what
0: we learned out of that. Super good audience and uh, we'll go do more of those things uh this coming week.
2: Awesome. Anyway,
0: Like I said, we got uh, things going on, but we want to, for everybody, a quick update from us, what we're seeing in the world, and we ask you, dear listener or even viewer, um, how we can help you. All you got to do is uh, reach out to us on some uh, social media thing or whatever. Uh, Scott, tell people how to find you.
1: I'm at fscottp on Twitter. I'm fscottp.com. And if you want to email me, it's strategybusinessconsulting at gmail.com.
2: Excellent. How about Carol Hamilton? You can find me easiest on LinkedIn at Carol Hamilton Live, or you can email me at Carol at redfoxroad.com. Super.
0: And of course, I'm Phil Yenov with Tech After Five. You can find us in all, oh, wait a second. We're not in all of those bars that we were in before. We are all sheltering in place, but I am sheltering in place at philyanov.com, which leads you both to the Tech After Five website, as well as information about me. We'd love to have you uh, reach out to us. And again, if we can hint, hand- Answer questions for you or offer you some guidance on career or otherwise or building your business, we would love to help you. You can join us at TechAfter5.com. Thank you.